Hey, this is Venus Vendetta, your favorite sometimes retired and sometimes not retired AZDD bank track veteran, and you're listening to Out From Under the Bed, a Meowder Limits production. Welcome, everybody. You are listening to Out From Under the Bed. I am your host, the Boogeyman, always joined by my beautiful wife, co-host, co-producer. My dog just distracted the <laughs> shit out of me right now. Sadie, you are wonderful. Um, also featuring Sadie Beans. Yes, featuring Sadie Beans. Um, yeah, I mean, the like I mentioned last night, when you hear that show, this is the grease that keeps this train rolling. <laughs> master, my master sedator. Oh, oh, oh I get an applause. <laughs> Always. Did I get a double applause? It seemed like extra long. How about that? Oh. There's your double applause right yeah, there. Yeah, it has a woo at the end, too. It does. I really like those. So, last night, um, I called another game for the Arizona Roller Girls. But we're going to get to that in a second. Um, like I said, this is Out From Under the Bed with the Boogeyman. And this show is sponsored by Siphon Draw Apothecary. Um, shit. They can be found um, at Goldfield Ghost Town. My book is over in that bag from last night oh, with like the address and stuff on it. But they um, they are a sponsor of the show and uh, they keep us uh, nice and loose with the pain relief rubs and um, the salves and whatnot. Recently, I've been having a rather stuffy nose and the... Sinus, it's on, it's in the bag up there on the countertop, the plastic bag. And I've had a stuffy nose as of late and right before bed, I'll rub a little bit of that sinus relief on the inside of my nose with a uh, Q-tip or like if you want to stick your finger in your nose, you can go ahead and do that too. Um, just wash your hands. Everybody wash your hands. Um, but... <sighs> It really works out. I swear by it. I really want to uh, give it a try during a game sometime. Um, so, yeah, here we go. Siphon Draw Apothecary, they can be found at Goldfield Ghost Town. The address for Goldfield Ghost Town is 4650 North Mammoth Mine Road, Apache Junction, Arizona, 85119. Go out there and uh, check out everything they got out there. It's it's pretty nice. They got some uh, Western fanfare and like, you know, things like that. You can take home, hang up, display, look at them. It's pretty nice. And speaking of things you can pick up and display there, they have a art gallery as well. Siphon Draw has an art gallery that's uh, been renovated and what have you. So go ahead and check them out as well and pick up some of that soap if you're shopping online. Make sure you visit the link tree on our profiles on Facebook and Instagram. On Instagram, the show can be found at Out From Under the Bed with the Boogeyman. And on Facebook, it is Out From Under the Bed with the Boogeyman as well. Or wait, um, on... Roller Derby podcast. No, um, that's that's what I changed like the show searches to. So on Instagram, it's just at Out From Under the Bed. And uh, you'll find the link tree, and you'll find Siphon Draw Apothecary. There is a affiliate link located in there. So if you're going to be doing any shopping for the holiday season, 
uh, shop through that affiliate link because it helps out our sponsor, which is a small business, and it helps out the show, which is also a small business with uh, Meowder Limits Productions, LLC. So, Master, you got anything from uh, <clears throat> things to say about our sponsor? Yeah, I do. Go. I wanted to say that normally um, the night after a game, I get very bad cramps in my legs. And um, I was kind of worried because yesterday I was particularly dehydrated because I've been feeling not well this entire week. And I put some magnesium body butter on before the game. And to be honest with you, afterwards, I didn't have any cramps. Actually, the only cramps I had were in my upper back and I didn't put any on there. And that was dumb. I should have done that. But did you have your heating pad? Oh, on last night bad. and then you oh, lay yeah. on it, I feel it on, and then I got all warm. It felt good. Feel the pinch and then it works that out. And shout out to our show artist, Cherry Jane. You can look at her artwork on Instagram at art by Cherry Jane. She uh, has provided us with some of the best artwork I have ever really laid my eyes on. And uh, like I mentioned, you know, it, it makes me weep. I look at it and I cry a little bit every time. Uh, so anyways, I want to talk a little bit about the game before we have our guests on. Uh, our guests call us up at about 3 o'clock Arizona time. We have Sweet Feet calling us from Texas today. So we're uh, looking forward to hearing about that. But Master played with the Arizona Roller Girls last night. And the Arizona Roller Girls had me out there again to record some play-by-play for them. So look forward to that one coming out. This um, You're probably going to be hearing this this and Sweet Feet's interview coming out like probably the same day, depending on um, how these load up or whatever. But this looks like it might be a double episode Sunday here at the Meowder Limits Productions. <laughs> Cha-ching! <laughs> yeah. So, anyways, bonus um, content. Yeah, it's bonus content for you, gentle listener. So please enjoy. Um, but yeah, Master played a hell of a game last night. It was super close. I got to scream into my microphone a lot last night. Always enjoy that. Um, always enjoy calling those games for the Arizona Roller Girls on the uh, on this recorded history of roller derby. Uh, that that I'm doing here for for you, uh, whether it's games or accounts of other gladiators, and um, what they've uh, enjoy about this game and how they got here and uh, whatnot. So, uh, we're um, I'm enjoying that, uh, Master. Coming up on the uh, year of the program, what are some things that you have um, found out? About this glorious gladiator sport. Oh, that's not a fair question to ask. I've learned so much. And just, just pick one thing real quick. Um, <clears throat> I think kind of like understanding the the two whistle starts and kind of being baffled that that was ever a thing. Yeah. I mean, I kind of enjoyed it, but I mean, some people, we have, everybody has their own opinions about these two whistle starts, but that is something that you never um, were um, privy to, I guess. No. And I mean, Ever. like, even watching you it, I don't think. told me about it, but then I don't think until we started talking to people and really discussing strategy and gameplay understood, like, what 
a two whistle start was. Being the last last blocker over the line, dragging the toe, just holding everybody there, standing there. Seemed like forever, um, I guess, uh, as a jammer, but <clears throat> it wasn't really a thing too too long. But yeah, maybe we'll get into a little bit more of that um, in other episodes with uh, other people. But yeah, like I said, we got Sweet Feet coming on here in just a little while. Um, nothing's nothing's really going down here locally, but Roller Rage in January. Um, that's like the next thing that I will be playing in. Oh, you know what? I think AZRG... Hold on a second. Maybe... Oh, wait. ...having a game on December. AZRG's having an open gender game in yeah. December. That's right. Yeah. Totally fucking forgot about that. So... Um, you guys won't be getting a AZRG episode because I will be playing in that. And then Master is going to be playing in that as well. So no one's going to be there to <clears throat> record a play-by-play. That play. is the December 16th Christmas mashup. December 16th Christmas matchup. AZRG, your Arizona Roller Girls, will be holding... A open gender showcase with uh, members of Phoenix Roller Derby. Um, just um, open gender style. So, yeah, so come on out and check that out. 59 East Broadway, if you're hearing this prior, way prior to that game, come check it out because open gender roller derby fucking rocks. <clears throat> and I totally encourage everyone to at least, at least give it a try or, um, you know, it just gets out there more and um, people see it more and more because it, it kind of has, um, it really has over over like the past few years and uh, whatnot. So shout out to Open Gender Roller Derby. Yeah, that's why I'm excited to uh, start talking to all these male athletes. Yeah, we got a lot of showcased male athletes coming up too. Um, Thursday... Not a male athlete, but we all get mad for gravy sometimes on Thanksgiving. So Thanksgiving Day, we have Mad for Gravy from Santa Cruz Roller Derby coming on the program to chat with us, chat with us for a little bit. Um, recently stayed here at the Meowder Limits during the Open Gender Round Robin that happened just uh, last weekend um, here. And then after that, it's Dr. B, Lambo, Sharknado... Monster Jam coming up. So we have um, a lot of... Uh, oh, we have Sweet Beat calling us right now. So oh. we're going to go to our go to our phones here. Yeah, do you have to switch the thing over to anything? Uh, I got to switch it over right here. Turn this up. Turn that up. Uh, how are you, my friend? How you doing? How you doing? Yay. Excellent. So out from What's under the bed, on? listener, for you, gentle listener, we have Sweet Beat. On the line with us from uh, from Houston, Houston Men's Roller Derby, and uh, tech shit all over the place. The Rough Riders, Denver Ground Control, recently coming off of Man Champs that just happened in October. This fucking dude's been all over the place. Uh, so let's uh, again welcome Sweet Feet to the show. How y'all doing? How y'all doing? Appreciate you. Appreciate you. And happy birthday to you, my friend. <laughs> thank you, thank you very much. Uh, what did you get into before uh, coming on with us today? Uh, well, I actually just left the Texans game. <laughs> uh, right on, so, did they win? 
Yeah, they did. So I'm still kind of stuck in traffic right now. Oh shit. Um, uh, am I on a headset or a speakerphone? What are the rules there? Uh, uh no, you're straight to my head from my phone. All right, sweet. Um, I don't know if you would get busted for driving or not on a telephone or whatever the case is. I'd be all right. All right, sweet. All right, everybody. Um, let's get to um, the start of this athlete's uh, journey here. Was roller skating something you did when you were a kid, or did you get into it as an adult? Oh, yeah. I, it was pretty much every weekend from elementary till about 10th grade. Every weekend, straight to the ring. That was the weekend thing to do when we were coming up. So I just I always had a love for skating. And did you grow up in Houston? And did you grow up in Houston? Yeah, I um pretty much the majority of my time. I moved to Louisiana a few years. Uh, you know, found other things to do. Actually picked up bowling pretty good for a little minute while I was down there. Um, came back to Houston and. Took my kids skating one day for her birthday, and I fell back in love with it myself, and I didn't stop. What were your rinks like growing up as a kid? Uh, the rinks were, I mean, you pretty much had them all. You know, you had your pretty wood floors. You had your um, sport courts here and there. Sport court was very light, but, you know, you would still run into one every now and then. And they had that polished concrete that was pretty much painted, mm -hmm. all different colors to match the rinks and stuff. So, yeah. That's how that went back in the day. Right on. And um, so you went back with your kids one day and you fell in love with uh, roller skating. Uh, yeah. Is that where you maybe stumbled stumbled onto a roller derby player? How did you find roller derby and what made you want um, to get involved in it? Well, after, like I said, after I took them one weekend, I just was like, man, I, I missed this. You know, I feel good on skate still. So um, I started going to the skating ring, and one day uh, I was at Fun City Skating Rink out in Webster, and I ran into a guy, a Grease Monkey from Houston, man. Shout out, baby. Love you always. He's actually finna get ready to move to New Jersey. Um, but, yeah, I ran into him, and he just kept on bugging me for like a year, man. Just, man, you got some good feet work, man. You got some good feet work. You should just, you know, come try out Derby. I was like, what the hell is that? You know, he told me, you know, the old school shit you used to see, well, it's more competitive now. It's on flat track and all it is. I'm like, yeah, all right, I'll think about it one day, you know. And he bugged me for about a year, like I say. And one day I just went sat down, watched those guys get it in at practice. Shit, I bought a pair of skates that day. Fuck yeah. And um, so <clears throat> was roller derby going to be your first team sport? Or no, did you play I, sports I, growing up? Yeah, I played sports all through school growing up. What did you uh, What did you play? I was on the basketball court and I was on the football field. All right, right on. Yeah. What did you play in uh for uh, football? Uh, quarterback and running back, pretty much. Nice. So not afraid of the contact going into a sport like roller derby, then? Not at all. Um. So. You saw the you saw him getting after it in practice, and like I said, being not being afraid of uh, contact and uh, mixing it up. What kind of skates did you go buy that day? I actually bought a <laughs> about a thousand dollar pair of antics. Woo! Nice. <laughs> oh, fuck yeah, committed. <laughs> Fucking yeah. a, I love go it. Big. So. Uh, you you bought your antics, uh, and you already you already really knew how to skate going into it. 
Um, what right. kind of what kind of skating did you do uh, prior to roller derby? Like your jam skating or just like kind of scooting at, at the rink? Yeah, well, it was jam, a little bit of jam. Mostly it was rhythm for me growing up. And, you know, just I actually used to rollerblade real heavy, too. You know, when rollerblades came in, mm-hmm. I was probably in about the early 2009, whatever it was, something way around there. I jumped on rollerblades and got real nice with those. So, yeah, it was just, I don't know. I just always had a thing for skating. I can't even tell you who taught me how to skate. You just kind of, it, it was just maybe one of those natural things. Uh, Cause I don't know if shit natural, like there's natural ability, like athletes, us athletes and stuff can kind of pick up shit, you know, like I'm kind of right. decent at certain sports like basketball. I can kind of hang, but. I wouldn't fucking play me too long. I'm not that good. <laughs> I, <understand. laughs> I can hang in there though, get a couple rebounds. But hey, that's all right. Play some defense. But uh, like, never played it organized though. Always just was able to hang on the court with gotcha, like players gotcha. that played organized. You know, like growing up. Right. Um. So, what kind of gear did you get with these with these antics? Uh, oh god i want to say i think the first set of pads i had were um tsg shout out to those guys too on the helmet blast you know keeping me right hell yeah and this was about 2016 when you discovered the uh glorious gladiator sport right yes sir 2016 i fell in the door bought insurance bought skates bought pads Came back that following weekend. I was like, okay, now let's see how this works. Hell yeah. And you got in there too, like when there's at least some really decent advancements in uh, knee pads and uh, other gear and shit too. 2011 and like players from even before then, we didn't have um, very many options when it comes to super safe gear. Right, right, right. Yeah. I, um, I came in, I know, and it was probably like two different you know, uh, competitors on the shelf. And then now it's like five. So yeah, it definitely grew quick. Yeah. Cause I'm, I'm really surprised to see that. Uh, cause I was looking at sin city, sin city's website, shout out to them and Ralphie. Um, cause I do need some new elbow pads and I still saw that my first set of gear, they, uh, TSG still sells, which is the all terrains, whether it's the knee pads or the elbow pads. And those are pretty fucking dope pads for, uh, if you're first starting off, I um, I I would totally I totally shout out to them. But yeah, that's what I went in rolling with. Um, but yeah, uh-huh. so 2016, at least you had some decent advancements. Um, uh, which uh, TSG knee pads did you start with? The the Force Fives at the time, or something different? Uh, no, or the Force actually... Threes or whatever they were at the time. Oh God, I can't even remember. I just know it had a whole bunch of uh, like the the big holes on both sides of the knee pad. <laughs> All right. I, I yeah, I can't remember what they are. I have no clue. All right, so you're ready to sh- you're ready to show up to your first practice and everything. Um, what was that like pulling up to that? Were you nervous? As hell. <laughs> hell oh yeah. Oh my God, paranoid. I was like, what? Are you serious about to do this shit? What are you doing? <laughs> uh, did you have the support of uh, your friends and your family getting into this new journey? Oh, yeah, man. Everybody. I, my mom was a... She's the toughest critic, honestly. <laughs> yeah? I ain't gonna even lie to you. Yeah, she's the toughest critic ever. 
But um, she pushed me on it. My wife pushed me on it. Shit, my uncle said, man, you ain't going to do nothing. He said, you go ahead and get good. I'll get out there with you. <laughs> Is he got to look to work to you yet? Oh, no. He's, he will <laughs> never touch those skates. <laughs> <laughs> well, I played against you last weekend, and you're pretty fucking good. And from, from other shit I've seen on TV and in person, you're pretty fucking good. So he's, he's got to get out there now. <laughs> I appreciate it, man. I appreciate it. You're not a bad act yourself, sir. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Um, so what was some of the, um, what was some of the stuff you guys were learning or what? Yeah. When you first showed up the rookie skaters or what have you, were you Mm -hmm. learning shit or was it like, all right, you kind of know how to skate. Just get in there and start hitting. Well, yeah, uh, yeah, it was actually a little bit of both, you know, practice started. They did some footwork drills. Uh, we did a little bit of line work, edge work. And I was like, Oh man. I, I, this is not just standing straight up. I got to bend my knees, you know? Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. All right. So I, I went through that portion. Then they started doing little scrimmage drilling and stuff. And whew, I didn't know it was going to be that much contact. You know, I just thought, you know, Hey, just bump a little around a little bit. Next thing I know, I'm getting hit out of bounds. They're like, nah, you can't you can't go back in right here. You got to wait till you come back this way. And I'm like, oh, shit, now y'all got too much going on. <laughs> yeah, just telling you all the – just crash coursing you right there. Oh, yeah. Uh, fuck, dude. Fuck, I love it. Um, So what were some – like knowing how to skate and you said, you know, now you got to bend your knees and shit. Uh, the roller derby maneuvers, uh, what were some of the hardest ones that you, what were some of the shit, the things that you struggled with learning how to make these maneuvers to play roller derby? Oh, I would say the hardest thing for me was, oh, plow stops. (laughs) Oh, that's everybody's answer. Like is the plow is like the. The, the terror of everybody. That's wild. Man, it is a major killer. I'm like, I'm too tall for this. I came up with every excuse in the book. I I don't bend this way no more. I had some high school injuries. I was... <laughs> yeah. I can't get with this. Yeah, there's a certain way to like... Because when I started, I'd see some of these skaters, even when I go to the rink and shit, um, I'd see just your casual like rink skater just pull off these plow stops and they just really bend in there and shit. I'm like, holy shit, I can't do that. Yeah. Yeah, it was I, wild. Ugh. I can't. I, I mean, I personally, it was like, I need to get good at this. So it was uh, approach the intersection and do it good enough to where I won't roll into the street. Right, right. I understand. Totally. You know, like it was, uh, yeah. it was a trial by fire is what I called it. And Hey, I was decent, you know, got decent at it. I didn't get hit by a car. <laughs> <laughs> right on. Well, I, I can tell you this. I still suck at plow stopping. Now I make a slow down for a beep beep, but, uh, yeah, yeah. About a good two feet, you know? <laughs> yep. It's it. Sometimes all it, that's all it takes is that little beep beep. And then you can you're uh, you're changing a direction. That's what I'm right. telling you. Doesn't take it too deep unless you're like a blocker. In my case, like yeah, I can get better at that plow stop to like really stop and slow someone down. So yeah, I'm I'm working on it. But in your case, that little beep beep, you change direction on on anybody. 
Um, yeah, that's what I needed to learn. <laughs> <laughs> Which one of these skills was uh, coming naturally to you? Uh, <laughs> you know, being an athlete going in and a skater basically going in. Really footwork, because, you know, we worked on that, you know, every football practice, basketball practice. So footwork for me, I feel like that was my biggest advantage. Knowing how to, you know, jump and cut on a dime and turn back this way, just change of directions, you know. We learned that every practice. So I felt that was my my highlight of it. Yeah, do you feel that uh, being a, being a ball-carrying football position – helped you and continues to help you play roller derby oh most definitely vision for one for sure see i tell master about the vision all the time um yeah because if you can kind of like pick your way and follow the feet of your blockers too mm-hmm. you know like if you could follow those feet and run to the opposite side of where their toes are going you got it right there like mm-hmm. yeah yeah um, follow the holes Yep. Yeah. I mean, exactly. Follow that hole and uh, follow your blocks. Yeah. Um. It's it's really uh, really what it gets down to. And um, another thing um with um, this footwork, reading you you play for you play for uh, the mid Midway Magic, uh, the Bank Track Squad, Bank Track Open Gender Squad. And I read the other day that a coach gave you the name Sweet Feet. Was right. that as a um, as a kid? Did you have that name, or did that come from uh, playing roller derby? That come that came from my first practice or two. Mm, okay. Uh, I just yeah, I just started like I said, just started doing what I knew how to do on skates, which was go and stop and cut and turn and attempt to jump. And she was like, uh, "Sweetie, shout out to her, Sweetie Todd, aka Lil Mama. I love her to death." Um, she just was like, wow, man, you have some sweet feet. And it just stuck. And they was like, oh, that's your name right there, mm-hmm. sweet feet. All right. Yeah, I was just wondering if it came from, like, maybe a sports coach or something like that. Because um, I believe it just said coach, so it was uh, open for investigation. Mm-hmm. And uh, your she number. She dropped it on me. What's that? I said, oh, I just said she definitely dropped it on me. Yeah, yeah. Hell yeah, that's good. That's just a, a an organic nickname like that. And your uh, and your number is for the uh, baseball player Jackie Robinson. I read as well. Forty two, yes sir. It was that your number um, throughout throughout your sports career growing up, or mm-hmm. or no? Yeah, only um, when I played running back, it was forty two. When I played quarterback, it was twenty four. When I played on the basketball court, it was twenty four. All right, right on. Yeah. Nice, hell yeah. Um, so that was that was the highlight. <laughs> when you first when you first started skating, playing roller derby and stuff, were you spending were you spending your time outside of practice skating and getting better at keeping your knees bent and doing other roller derby maneuvers? Oh man, too much. I was in the house. I had chairs set up every damn where I was cutting and bending. And <laughs> I probably would skate on one skate through the house from the living room to the kitchen and shit, you know, just um, balancing and uh, everything. Fuck. Yeah. See, you just got to live it. Get that mm-hmm. relationship with your skates. 
I tell people too, if you have a relationship with your skates and not just like, you know, wear them, you know, you know them, then right. they'll, then they'll really work for you. Oh yeah. I, I definitely got to know those fellas very well. <laughs> yeah. I always um, tell people that are starting out new and are like, how did, you know, how do you start getting good? And I tell people just do chores in your skates because you're going to be paying yeah. attention to the chore more than your feet. And then before you know it, your feet do things you didn't think they could do. Yeah. Muscle memory yep. from the head to the toes. I dig it everywhere. A lot of, a lot I of laterals putting dishes away. well i i I don't think they would they would really care for me to be in the living room with dishes trying to jump on one foot so (laughs) i'm gonna leave those alone so is that where you okay so i'm i was fucking amazed i've always been amazed and mesmerized i'm kind of jumping ahead a little bit but you mentioned jumping in and uh whatnot to get good at that um is that was that like what you were what you were like going to set out to do like man i want to be this high flyer in this game of roller derby and learn how to jump over fucking everybody um no i mean it was like i actually okay so the first few years i never really well my first two years i didn't really see any see, see anybody you know jumping a lot it was more just a lot of a ground pound you know and then we played Texas, and I watched those guys. They came and, you know, scrimmage with us a few times back in the day. And I want to say maybe Lambo and, uh, oh, man, it was a crew of them. They were just jumping. You know, I was like, hold the fucking phone. Wait a minute. That's a way to get by without getting hit. I can, I can deal with that. I need to learn that. So... Thing I know. That I was, was uh, trying to take air. <laughs> hell yeah, that was part of your uh, bag of tricks there. That's fucking awesome. Who were some of the coaches and other trainers that were helping you along this uh, journey to get good at the sport? Oh man, oh, it's a it's a host of people. Did when we first started out, the whole entire Houston roller derby league, you know, they, you know, they let me know, Hey, this is what it's going to be like. Maybe not as rough, but you know, it was, it was a few of those ladies that held me in check. And I was like, Oh, okay. So I got a long, long way to go. (laughs) I got it. So after that, I just kept training with like, um, my Houston men's team, you know, we still did a little, uh, practicing every now and then in the concrete jungle. Shout out to those guys. I love them to death. Um, and we had a trainer, uh, Beaver. She was always on go and just pushing us, pushing us, pushing us, making us do everything from stairs to ladders, on skates, off skates. Just, yeah, she, she went in. <laughs> so it was, a like I said, it was an entire host. And then all of the people that we scrimmaged just to make Houston men's official though, that short time, it's just it was mind-boggling and it was a great experience were some of these experiences in this new sport of roller derby um helping you gain more confidence in yourself outside of roller derby 
Oh yeah, it it definitely gave me another level of 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 greatness feeling just to just to know that I was still able to be doing things like this at 30 when I was listening to everybody else say, "Oh yeah, I've been skating since I was 14," you know, JRDA <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, USA team and all this. I'm like, "Well, damn, I wish somebody would have put me on when I was a child," you know, but <laughs> It's all good. I, I get it where I fit in. Fuck yeah. Um, that's uh, that's one thing me and Master always say. Like, man, if this was uh, something when we were kids, this would have been uh, so oh. cool. But doing it now. Oh, yeah. Because I was oh, familiar yeah. with it uh, growing up. And like I, you know, shit, if there was like junior roller derby, I'd be like, hey, mom, you know, I can play this here locally, right? In the off season of football. She'd be like, fucking A, we're signing you up because we all used yeah. to kind of watch it to watch it and I, you know together and like we were all new knew about roller derby right right right, right, right so yeah if it was a thing shit my mom would have been down for that oh i'm pretty sure mine would have been too i'm pretty sure of it <laughs> yeah because it would have gave you it would have gave her another venue to scream and holler at you whether you were doing good or bad out <laughs> on the field or the track or the court, you know what I mean? Most definitely. She <laughs> might not have liked the pan for more skates and stuff, but I'm pretty sure she'd have been hooping and hollering. Hell yeah, because, hey, sports moms, dude. Shout out to, okay, so not to get off on a bit too much of a tangent here, but shout out to moms who uh, tote tot us kids to sporting events and uh, gas us up while we're out All there right. making plays and shit because a lot of the times... Uh, if there's noise, we can only hear you, and uh, we absolutely love it. So shout mm-hmm. out to moms. I don't know. My mom always hit in the bathroom, or would just be that mom that's like hit the ball, and it's like, okay, mom, throw a strike, duh. Like, so. <laughs> but she did throw ice at me one time and got me real riled up before a game, and I played like the best game ever, and she made me so mad. Sometimes the tough love works. I understand. I I understand. I have to do that to my daughter now, because if not, she'll miss 17 free throws. Oh, nice. <laughs> and in this know. in this journey for you to uh, to get better and get really good at the sport, what were some of the drills that just made me made you groan, but you were happy you did them? Oh, I would. <laughs> That's, I mean, I'm thinking about it, but it's like, that's an easy question. Line work, because, oh, God, I, I could still do line work every day to start practice, and I'm just as happy and ex- as excited <laughs> as I don't know what. So anything, you know, just line work, all line work. I love it. What was it, what was it like, um... Coming up to draft day for, um, cause you, did you guys have, um, uh, multiple teams? I'm not too familiar with what was going on in Texas in 2016. So in Houston, how big was your guys' squad and what was draft day like if there was one? Oh no, there actually wasn't a draft day. We made a roster. I could tell you that, but you know, we, we took what we took everybody that wanted to skate. Okay. Yeah. You know, similar similar stories, um, mm-hmm. from uh, anywhere. Yeah. And what was the uh, what were the teams that were uh, made up of uh, anybody who wanted to skate after getting trained up? What were the teams made of? Yeah. Um. So, 
uh, I saw that there was a Houston Roughnecks. Was that just the one team, or did you guys have like a couple of house teams? Nah, that it was just one. Team. Just the one team. Okay, that's what that's what I meant. Like I was asking if you guys had just one house team or more than one. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Right on. So what was team. what was your first game like, and who did you play? Oh. Oh, our first game was, like I said, I believe it was against uh, Oklahoma. We went up to Oklahoma, and I posted this picture on Facebook a little while, uh, a few weeks or so back. Mm -hmm. I was little petrified. My clothes were so big. It was like, good God. (laughs) It was, it was... (laughs) I actually kind of got through in because two of our jammers, one got hurt, the other one started puking his lungs up. So I was like, "You ready?" I'm like, "To do what?" Because <laughs> I can't do, because <laughs> I can't do none of that that's going on on the track. <laughs> How long had you been say, uh, playing roller derby between that and that? Prior first... to that game, yeah, yeah, uh, I had just probably pretty much been. Skating, you know, doing like scrimmages at home, like I said, against the Houston Roller Derby, the ladies league. Um, probably skated against some of the guys from Texas that would come down and scrimmage us. That was, and just, you know, practicing with the team. That was about it. So no stranger to live fire, but this was a fucking game time situation though. Oh yeah. It got real gamey. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you have you were you always um, a jammer or were you ever a blocker at certain points? I have I just actually started trying to block. I've always been a jammer. I don't. Yeah. Nah. They can have it. So they, <laughs> they threw you in. They were like, all right, you're ready. And you're like, ready mm-hmm. for what? So you got in there. Right. I've saw I seen the picture. I got to show master. Um, it's awesome. I mean, this, <laughs> I, I even uh, commented on it saying this is awesome. And yeah. uh, I was just so looking forward to uh, chatting with you about it. Uh, yeah. I mean, tell us, tell us a little bit more about how that game went oh. after you got put <laughs> in there. Well, for one, I can tell you, I understood why my teammate was throwing up in the box because I was too <laughs> after after a jam or two. <laughs> but uh, it was, you know, it was it was a great experience, man. You know, just learning, you know, what you can do and what you can't do, the ability to use your arms and your legs. You know, it's it's yeah, it's just I never really, you know, you don't see people blocking edge to edge, line to line, you know, the way some skaters do. And it's like, wow, that person can skate. You know, it's when you're just skating in the skating ring, it's a different style of skating as it is to derby. So when you're seeing people turn and cut the way they are on skates for derby, it was like, man, it's a whole nother level of footwork I need to learn. Okay. I, I got the, I got to get with this. So it was, it was great. And, you know, just, just skating and, uh, we didn't win, of course, but uh, just watching, just watching it all play out, and just learning like how points are scored, and just penalty times and everything. And I actually, I'm not sure if that was the same game, but I tried to throw a, I tried to take my panty off and throw it, 
you know, because when I heard him say panty pass, I'm thinking I can throw this bad boy. <laughs> throw it. You have to hand it. I was like, well, that's not a pass. That's a handoff. I know what that is. I play too much sports not to know. You know? Yeah. So I was like, all right, so I can't throw it. Cool. So I had to pick it back up. I'm out of breath. Oh, man, I got to puke. Let me just hurry up and get this. <laughs> Hopefully this jam gets called off quickly because I'm, <laughs> I'm rumbling. <laughs> no, but it was it was great, man. It was great, great, for real. All right, so being, being a footballer, uh, did did the – did the whistles during the gameplay kind of throw you off at first? Not the ending whistles, because those are one thing, but the chirps that happen, did those kind of throw you off at first? Uh, honestly, I was so <laughs> out of my mind skating. Whistles, and I don't even think I heard whistles yet. Those are just... Uh, they were just hanging on people's necks because I don't think I heard nobody blow a whistle. <laughs> <laughs> I was just skating, you know. <laughs> and then once I see everybody start separating, I know, okay, it's time to get off the track. <laughs> yeah, because I would always, because, you know, playing football for so long, it was, you know, play to the whistle, this or that. But there's right. not many whistles or, you know, yeah, certain football. certain chirps that are happening during right. the gameplay of football. So like during roller derby, you know, you'll hear that, okay, you know, lead jammer whistle or this or that. I would hear that and I would almost stop. And they're like, Mm. what are you doing? I'm like, oh, I just hear, I just heard a whistle. And throughout my years of being a child to, you know, I hear this and play a time Mm -hmm. plays over back to the huddle. So that took me a little bit to adjust to that. So I figured I'd ask you. Yeah. Well, the star whistle, you know, it was like a, it was like a stop at first, you know, because when we're doing drills, they'll blow the whistle, please. So you hit the drill and then you stop. So when I first heard that at the jam line, it was like a a, a delay in going. But I had to I had to break that up real fast, you know, because that's my that's my time to you know get my speed going. So mm-hmm. I had to get out of that habit real quick. <clears throat> so you mentioned um, the footwork improving on your footwork and everything that was that was some of the experiences that you took away from this game what did you do in practice to start improving that between oh man i was just i would really just think about you know once i started learning how the game was played and such and you know how how people would be lined up in three walls and everything or in a four wall. Um, it would, I would just try to do my drills according to how some of the guys on my team, team would be, you know, or their positioning would be. And that just, I, that just helped me, you know, get a better grasp on, you know, cutting the lines and going backwards and forwards on a dive pretty much. So it was a lot of toe stop drilling, like I said, I'm still working on that edge work, but uh, yeah, I don't use it that much. So, <laughs> so being a jammer and referencing, you know, your guys and stuff, and knowing what they can, know what they do to get you through and stuff like that, and who can probably take a good push and what have you. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Who, what makes a uh, what makes a a good track buddy in that situation? Oh. 
And even okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna reiterate on that a little bit because um, being a male identifying athlete, you get to play all over the place. So you get to play with a lot of unfamiliar people as well. So Mm -hmm. you're in a blocker line or whatever, and you know what makes a good track buddy in any situation, whether you know that person or not. I would say what would make a good one is, you know, a lot of blockers started their careers as jammers, right? Mm-hmm. So them just them just seeing, just having eye contact with you sometimes and just knowing the least amount of resistance on the track is, 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 is key, you know, because they see it and you see it too. So if y'all both attack that area, it's, you know, it's just like, like you say, it just makes a good track buddy <laughs> automatically. Yeah. Cause like, yeah. Cause seeing, seeing, um, if blockers also played as jammers or whatever, that does mm-hmm. make them better blockers because they understand what, what the jammer really needs in a way. Um, right. because we're, you know, as blockers were out there, and if we're not, you know, having that having that switch of like, okay, you know, I need to do this offensive block or this defensive block, or, you know, I got my jammer through, but I can still have this opportunity to shove them from their hips to propel them forward, you know, like just that awareness mm-hmm. to get that jammer through there. Because it's really fucking hard work being a jammer. And that's, you know, part of the reason why I don't do it anymore. <laughs> I'd rather uh, I'd rather block. I think uh, I think it's better better that way because I know I know like okay well what time it is when it comes to certain shit. Um, I understand. I understand. When uh, here I oh shit I drop I dropped my notebook master. You got anything? I would like to know what you what kind of drills did you do to figure out how to jump so high? <laughs> like how is that? Is that how's that possible? You don't even look like you're jumping. You look like you're floating. Oh yeah, right. Okay, so before you look before like MJ you, out there. Before you answer that, it <laughs> looks like it looks like you're not even real, and someone's just pulling you on a string, like a, like a movie or something like that. Be like, man, that's not even real. You can totally see the string. How'd you learn how to do that? <laughs> Honestly, there's. I mean, you know, you don't, you practice jumping at practice, but not too much. You know, you're pretty much working with your team, just, you know, learning things. But I'm going to be honest with you. Skating with kids at the skating ring will give you the ability to jump on a dime (laughs) because they're always falling. (laughs) Yeah, you're, you're a really brave man, sweet feet. (laughs) because I, you know, I've always said if I get hurt, it's going to be on my own and not on somebody else's negligence. And that's why I don't go to the skate rink. Oh yeah. Well, you know, you got to do what you got to do sometimes. And we have a, we have a night too down here at the skating rink. It's um, 21 and up, but that's probably uh, not so bad. Yeah. But it has a bar. That's bad. Oh no! <laughs> oh yeah. no! Yeah. You just traded so one toddler for, for another toddler. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The yeah. adult toddler for the baby toddler. 
But, you know, I mean, I have been hit by a couple of cars and shit. Just a few weeks ago, I went on like a a 20 mile skate. Well, not like hit by them, but clipped pretty good. But, you know, I'm pretty tough, so it it didn't matter. I kind of just spun out of it and whatever and was like, what the fuck, dude? And uh, (laughs) we asked some lady almost fucking clean got me, though, a couple weeks ago on my 20 mile skate I did. And uh, yeah, so um, the rink has its benefits and it's not, but like, I don't know. True. True. Um, No, it does. But just like you go to the rink or just like you go to practice, you could get hurt at practice. That's what I mean. You can get hurt outside or at practice or this or that. Yeah. Um, Leading up to game days, do you have any uh, rituals or routines to get you ready? Oh, boy. I just go to the gym a lot. I pretty much work a lot, so it's I don't have time to do much else. So I go to the gym, try to work it out, you know, get on the bike, get myself very revved up, get ready for the heart race. Um, that's pretty much it until I get, you know, it's, you really can't warm up for derby until you're actually on the track and it's five seconds and then you get that first contact. So it's, that's, <laughs> I'm just waiting on five seconds. Right on. Yeah. I like hearing about these cause Hey, I scream at myself in the mirror before I take track to warm up <laughs> and, uh, nice. leading up to game day about a couple days into it. I focus on what I want to do and like, I can feel it. I can feel it mm-hmm. and uh, whatnot. But I get that final stare into my eyes and I scream at myself in the mirror and I say, you need to stay the fuck out of my way tonight. And I'm the only one that could beat me. That's why I do that. All right. I like that. I like that. I ain't gonna lie. I still get butterflies. Shit. So day. do I. That's, that's part of, that's part of the reason why I do it. But the nervousness, you know, carries me through it. You know, does it, from what I hear, it it's, doesn't go away, you know, Mm-mm. ever. And I hope it doesn't because when it does, Coyote said this, uh, that kind of means your passion for the game is gone. Ooh, shout it's, out to Yodi on that. Double R squad. Okay. Yeah. I like that. It's, and like more Dang. or less because it's right, you know, like um, that's how you get hurt. My football coach told me like basically, you know, if you have fear in your heart, that's how you get hurt. And, you know, if you don't true. have a heart for it, that's how you get hurt too. True, true, so, true. So like if you're not yeah, there to, not in the game. to go for it. Um, do you have any – do you have any special meals that you eat before or after games? <laughs> nah, man. I got the metabolism of a <laughs> of a hyena, man. I eat whatever I want, pretty much. <laughs> well, yeah, that's what I mean. Do you have um? Because you know, Michael Jordan used to eat a steak and uh, two ginger ales before games. Um, oh, I like to eat French there. fries. Oh. Or like Ooh. other things. You uh, do you eat something before a game to get you ready too, or no? Nah? Sometimes I try to have a smoothie. That's about it. Right on, right on. Uh, what about afterwards? Without the smoothie. Oh, afterwards, give me potatoes, give me steaks, give me pasta, give me, just give me something. What about tournaments? Um, playing in these uh, tournaments that happen quite a bit. What do you bring for snacks for those? Uh, well. Usually when we're out, somebody is bringing us a host of snacks. It's, lately, it's been Muse. Shout out to her. She's been on the whew, the snack bag consulting team, I swear. Mm-hmm. Just 
everything from peanuts to candies to potato chips to uh, all kind of health bars and just just it's, it's sitting trackside so just eat it up <laughs> hell yeah just take a take a little snack that's it little chip um man that would suck to choke on one of those like before a jam though Ooh. i think i would stay away from the chips uh personally um <laughs> yeah i really wouldn't mess with those neither <laughs> um so <clears throat> do you have a uh do you have a dream pair of skates? Are you still rolling those antics that you got, uh, first of all, or um, did you uh, have some upgrades throughout the years? Oh, yeah, I had a few upgrades, actually. Uh, I I retired those, those the first pair of antics probably two years ago now, and I, I ended up getting a custom pair of AR2s made, but they kind of got delayed. So I had to get a pair of bunts and I skated on those bunts for a little while to finally my other AR2s came in. Not the custom ones yet though, just the regular. Uh, so that's what I've been skating on now pretty much, the AR2s. But I'm looking at those those Jet Carbons they got now for the mm. Antics. I, I kind of like those. Yeah, they're supposed to be really light. Master, you've been yeah. checking out those? Yeah, what kind of plates do you skate on? I'm on a Arius right now. Mm, yeah. yeah. Yeah, those with the antics are supposed to be real nice together. Yeah, I ain't gonna lie. Sometimes they too light. You just lift up your foot and you've been rolled off on the other one. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't gonna lie. So, yeah, I, I trust it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, at any point in time when there was a team introduction, whether it was like take your lap or just, um, you know, we everybody line up sort of situation. Did you have anything special you would do like a wave or like blow kisses? What you got? Oh man. You know, I'm <laughs> sometimes I'm so ecstatic with just, you know, just the whole thing. I'm just smiling <laughs> and high-fiving, <laughs> smiling and high-fiving. <laughs> My brain be so definitely don't let us win. If, Cause if we win, then I'm really amped up. So I'm just skating. So when you see so many people just, yeah, yeah, yeah. Good job. Y'all did great. Way to go. Woo, 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 woo. It's just, uh, I freeze. Just as long as my skates keep rolling. <laughs> Hell yeah. So, um, speaking of winning and shit, you are a three time, uh, USAR's gold medalist, and uh, yeah. you are a no stranger to winning. What was it like uh, pulling the three peat? Huh. And what I kind mean, of hard work goes into pulling a three peat? Man, it's you know it's a challenge just just trying to skate all year long. You know, that's a challenge in itself. So it just it, it keeps you more prepared for everything. And with USARs, it's a different level of endurance. Your endurance has to be sky high for that. So and just being on the track with those satellites, shout out to them boys. I love them to death. We the ghosts, we the kings. Uh, it, they make it easy for you, you know, the host. Of, that's all I like to say. The blockers on that squad are just, man, phenomenal phenomenal from the smallest one to the biggest one is they they just give you the right hole give you the right block is <laughs> there's nothing else i can say besides the team itself 
is a beast. The entire team is a beast. So they make it very easy to run up a three-peat. Um, this last year, B-side got kind of close, mm. closer than they usually did, closer than they usually have. I excuse me for that. So it was like, okay, um, maybe we took that as a slight reality check for sure, definitely. Uh, so we'll see what happens this year coming around the bend. So y'all be looking out for uh, nationals here coming up soon. Yeah, shout out to our friends at B-side Roller Derby. A lot of really, really good athletes on that team. And yeah, those those uh, national games this past year, um, that championship game, some stellar, stellar fucking high-level gameplay happening out there. Master and I were watching those at home, just going, yeah, look at this. And I'm sitting there, uh, you know, pointing shit out to her because she's been playing for a good handful of years now <clears throat> and myself mm-hmm. has been playing for a while. So I was, like, telling her, like, oh, yeah, look at all this. Like, this is the shit that was going on, like, way back in the day because this dude's been playing for this long and this lady's been playing for fucking this fucking many years and this fast uh-huh. play derby and even like and with that endurance factor with USARS, even being a blocker because I'm getting hit a lot and I'm hitting other players and shit that'll gas you up or gas you out just as you know as much as going around the track so Almost definitely. USARS ain't no joke when it comes to that race and pace game and satellites. You guys do have that on lock is when it comes to when it's time to slow it down and when it's time to fucking speed it up. Very, very impressive. You got to be on on point. You know, you and the, like I say, those, that host, that team, man, they just, they're a beast. They just, you know, play together so well. From the very first year we played together, it was like, Dang, y'all, we need to keep this together. Y'all see how well we play together? We ain't mm-hmm. never played together. You know, it was like, mm-hmm. we might as well run with this. So we ran it back, and, hey, we got another gold medal out of that thing. Y'all, I don't think we're going to change up nothing yet. Let's see. We run it back. All right. Hey, that go to three-peat, just like that. So no, none of you guys on the satellites played, you know, played um, – with each other in any capacity before, either like in a mixer here and there, like not the very first year. The very first year, probably maybe a handful of guys, or and some of the girls. Well, some of the girls, I'm oh, sorry, some of the ladies had played together from in their host league, um, and they just came and we just got the guys together. Who were probably some of us probably had played together a lot. Some of us really haven't, but like I said, we hadn't played with the ladies as much. So we just, like I said, we got together and we made a jail. Hell yeah! When did you um? Okay, so 2016, uh, open open gender roller derby on some capacities in certain states was happening. Whether it was um Saturday mixers or what have you, what was your first mm-hmm. experiences with uh, open gender roller derby? Or was that just normal practice for you guys? Because that's how it was for Phoenix, too. Yeah, pretty much it was just straight practice. You know, every practice had everybody at it, you know, men and women. So, and when we scrimmage, we mostly scrimmage, like I said, our, the women's league, which would be HRD. Mm -hmm. So it was just, I skated with, yeah, I pretty much came up, skated with a lot of tough women back in the day. So even, okay, so early on, um, having that, having that influence of that, you know, a, a, a woman's identifying athlete, um, l- you know, teaching, 
teaching the guys because you know we all experienced it to become better body blockers that way did you feel the Mm -hmm. same way and using your body more than just bash 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 well definitely yeah um i actually honestly i took a lot from from uh wftda women's flat track because it to me it was at first the game the men's league was so fast Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And and women's was, you know, it was more control, you know, uh, triangles would turn and lock, turn and lock, turn and lock, pivots, you know, it was, yeah, coordinated. So I used that to slow the game down for me. And I learned just, you know, fundamental, more fundamental derby from the ladies side of it instead of the brute bang, bang, bang. <laughs> yep. Instead of the brute squad. Yeah. But – you know, being able to, you know, take that because being able to learn both ways how to play roller derby for me kind of like help because if I need to hit somebody kind of hard, I can I can do that. If I need to just chip them enough just to knock them to get them out of the way, I could do that mm-hmm. too. And I learned how to, I learned how to do that playing with uh, WIFTA athletes. Right. Um, <clears throat> so... Returning to play as far as MRDA goes, you guys at Denver came, came not fuck, didn't, didn't come away with, had a hard fought game for uh, the championship during man champs that just happened last, this past October. What were right. some of those games like for you? Cause we were watching them and uh, they looked pretty, they looked pretty tough. Oh yeah. Well, <laughs> you know, when you play <laughs> when you play MRDA, you know, you playing for all guts. You know what I'm saying? All guts, no glory. <laughs> or however it goes. Playing for all keeps glory, daddy. No guts. <laughs> yeah, you know. <laughs> so <laughs> it's 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 always a humbling experience every time you run into a, a host of players that you have never played with. And just the one on one with certain people and they have your number and it's just like, man, this mother ain't never seen me skate before. How you keep stopping me? But you know, it's just because they're that good, you know? So it's, yeah, it's, it's a very humbling experience every time. Um, but like I said, it goes all the way back to my first year when we went to the big O tournament and I had to play against the old gatekeepers of what was that 2017? gatekeepers yeah i was gonna ask you about the big o tournament too in your first year doing that oh man it was a as well <laughs> it was a now that that was definitely one of the most humbling experiences of all of them because yeah those guys and just the speed of just the speed of everybody on the track it was like everybody fast over here i'm not the only fast person no more shit yeah so i just <laughs> couldn't use speed by itself yeah absolutely because um when i first started i was watching you i would watch youtube clips of like the dallas deception and shit like that and mm-hmm. my fucking jaw would be on the goddamn floor bro just mm-hmm. you know you know being somebody like i said that was familiar with roller derby going into it but seeing what what it was modern day and seeing that there was men doing it i was like you know, because, you know, men were doing it back then. It wasn't like um, say, uh, co-ed jams or anything, but 
Right, right. Dudes were totally doing it. Fucking Quadzilla was doing table spots back in the day. Yeah, I know, right? You know? He's, man, shout out to that ageless wonder. <laughs> that fucking maniac. Um, I got to talk to him someday about these table spots because, you know, pro wrestling, I love it. And he took a clean suplex through the through that table from that from that video I saw. But, um, right, right. But he'll tell you, though. He'll say, yeah, that was all for show. You know, he'll tell you. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. Like, because it used to be on, like, literally after pro wrestling. Here, mm-hmm. Well, at least here in Phoenix, anyway. Or, uh, yeah, what same, have you. same here. Same, same in here. Texas? Hell yeah. So, like, mm-hmm. you'd see these fucking guys with the gator pit and shit. Because I think Quadzilla skated the gator pit um, roller jam is what I think that was called uh, at the time. But, yeah, there used to be a wild gator pit and a vert wall and shit, man. It was wild, dude. Somebody asked me, is that is that what you play? Is there an alligator pit? Somebody straight up asked me about that shit. And I'm like, no, nah, there's no alligator pit, dude. Um, I go, no one's suplexing each other. Um, right. There's, there's none of com- that. Com- competitive now. I was like, it's like sports. You know, it's like mm-hmm. real sports. Like the, I was like, some portion of it, the entertainment factor. I've talked to, you know, a couple athletes about this about the uh, entertainment factor. Yes, you know, we don't need to go back to full-on pillow fights or anything, but, you know, like, being able to show that raw emotion, say, to the crowd or with your teammates and stuff and not be um, in jeopardy of getting a taunting penalty would be pretty nice. I understand. I understand. You know, being an athlete my whole life, like, that's what it was about, you know, because that's what the charge was, Um was that coach of my, you know, our coaches and shit as kids grabbing us after we just smashed somebody on the football field, like shaking the fuck out of us and going, yeah, that was awesome. (laughs) You know, that was the gas, you know, and then you'd hear your mom, you'd hear your mom out there. That was the gas. So like, I mean, I wish we could fucking show that amount of gas and like not getting, not get too trouble for it, you know, or like, you know, get show that were too riled up because uh, yeah that I might understand. be something <laughs> you know how i go today yeah yeah but you know whatever it's sports i wish more people right. would understand that Master. what if i was just gonna say what if the um timekeeper nso just wore an alligator costume and that could be the alligator pit oh that would be awesome maybe, <laughs> maybe we need to do a That's special the type game of stuff like we sometime. could bring back and it would be wholesome <laughs> and family friendly <laughs> Oh, just, have just have them just have them all on the inside and yeah. alligator outfits <laughs> oh god that'd be awesome well it would be funnier because we would still have the uh the zebras out there the rat the uh rats oh. but one person would be <laughs> would have an alligator outfit on oh, master man uh trademark out from under the bed <laughs> from the alligator right, suit right yeah y'all make sure y'all stamp that <laughs> <laughs> oh my god i'm writing that down Oh, <laughs> uh, please do. Um, what were uh, what were some of these? Who were some of the players that you were playing against at the Big O, if you remember? And have oh, you met man. them out on the track uh, after that and recently? Um, some I have, some I haven't. Um, some of the the double XL, the spin diesels, the Magnum. The, oh God. Oh. Every some of those guys from um oh the old um concussion I can't oh Lane man, County where are they from Lane County concussion was okay Oregon 
okay, you know, those guys from back in the day, uh, Portland, uh, Bridgetown, man, like, and uh, don't forget, just like I say, right here in Texas, Texas men's, you know, back in the day, mm -hmm. that was a powerhouse. Um, <laughs> I just, so, like I said, I got through to the Gators here, y'all, when I first started this. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> yeah, yeah, fuck yeah, dude. Like, because those are some players that back, you know, 2016, they were playing since, you know, like either coaching women's teams or uh, mm -hmm. what have you, you know, or playing USARs. They were speed skaters their whole lives, you know, shit like that. So, yeah, I mean, fuck, go. bro, that had to be something, man. I didn't, I've never had the opportunity to do that. Only, um, you know, every now and again, you know, some mixers and shit and certain players would be in town and whatnot. Um, then right. I'd have those opportunities and whatnot. What do you got here? Oh, some bank track roller derby. Yeah. Um, when did you start playing bank track? Oh, that's actually just came about the last year for roller rage. That was your I, first um, time out there? Yeah. Well, I mean, I had been on a, a bank track a few times. Oh, okay. Uh, shout out to uh, Julia Jane. Nice. Uh, Texas Yahala squad, you know. Uh, she she asked me probably my first roller con, hey, Sweet Feet, you want to come play on the bank track with us? And I said, yeah, sure, I'll try out anything once. I didn't know the bank track looked like that, though. <laughs> I was like, oh, I didn't, I didn't know the track was up and down like this. Okay, huh? let's see how it goes. And I did okay. And I was like, man, this shit is fun. So, <laughs> yeah, you were crushing you know, it. Any, oh, yeah, anytime I get a chance, I'm like, hey, I'll play on that band track with y'all, sure. So, boom. And then this following year, when everything came all back, um, I had Venus Vendetta. Shout out to that lady for hooking this interview up. Yeah, she, absolutely. Um, asked me to play on the Clown Town team, so I, you know, it just ended up, it just kept going. And like I said, we ended up going to a roller race last year with the Satellite Squad and won the whole thing. So <laughs> it's like, hey, all right, I got a knack for this. I can do this a little bit. So here we are. Yeah, it's rather rather enjoyable. I really encourage everybody to give it a try. Oh yeah. Um, especially if you're if you're like a fan of the game and like a fan of the history of the game, or you know, a, a player who is a fan of the game and a fan of the history, I should say, uh, should at least try it once. Um, Definitely. Whether it's in like, you know, a, a capacity of getting out there and just trying it, some sort of like bank track 101, and if you're comfortable after that, please get in on a scrimmage if you can. It is absolutely amazing yeah, to be out there. Definitely, a blast. definitely. If you've never tried bank track, go try it to all of the listeners. Yes. For you, gentle listener, if you have a bank track, please go try it. And uh, mm -hmm. and watch Roller Rage uh, on the Twitch stream, too. More details will be coming out on that. So, uh, oh, yeah. Definitely, watch us all definitely. on TV play Roller Derby. It'll be yes. pretty awesome. Help us get this sport out there. Yeah, because shit, dude, there's there's a lot of derby that happens and it should be out there more. And a lot of us, you know, us athletes, you know, it's pretty good fucking sports. You know, we're not out there just fucking shit birding around. 
you know, we're fucking playing with a heart and, you know, and uh, really getting after it. And mm-hmm. I really, I really wish um, there was uh, more of it to be seen again, like how it was. Um, do you have a favorite dinosaur? Do I have a favorite dinosaur? Mm-hmm. Oh, not really. But if I had to pick one, because I love them all, you know, you could just you can give me the whole the whole park if you want. But uh, <laughs> if I had to pick one certain one, I would probably go with a raptor. Right on. Have you um Have you tried skating at uh, any skate parks? No. I oh man, I look at the skate park like man, I can do that too, but I just have this fear of going too fast and flying over the side or the top or something. So, yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna stay where I'm at. Well, you got to start small and um, get into it because speed is your friend at the skate park. That's number one. Speed's your friend. Uh, commitment yeah. and speed. Thumbs up to that. But yeah, just start start small. I encourage it. Um, to you, my friend, and to you, gentle listener, try the skate park out. It's fucking dope. <laughs> Oi. It you will have me falling in love with something else. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, we have a, um, we're, we got some, uh, some couple repairs to do to this ramp we got in our backyard. So, uh, we do have a private ramp at our house and that, uh, that sure beats getting snaked by some kook at the park. That's for damn sure. Okay. Especially oh, when you're okay. learning, when you're learning, you know, but yeah. So, uh, the, uh, skate park is rather dope. Master, you got any, um, anything else? Anything, any of your own questions for our guest? No, I think we covered a lot and that was fun. All right. Yeah, um, you got any, uh, sponsors and shit you want to mention? Please do that. Uh, oh yes, man. Let me start at the top. Uh, the first one that gave me my big shout out, you know, saying it'll go to Left Turn Clothing. Shout out to those beautiful ladies. Um, if you're listening to this, you shop with those ladies, man. Just make sure you get your orders in on time. Submit your orders, your payments, and give those give those ladies a break. They work pretty hard. It's only three of them. Real small business, I promise you. Um, shout out to TSG for the helmet line. Uh, they keep me safe. Um, Shout out to Midway Magic. I'm the new face of that clothing line as well. You know, that's going to be big here soon. If you haven't got a... If you haven't got a shirt yet, get you one. Um, shout out to Team His Squad for life. You know, we're going to always keep the TV popping. And I... I think that's all I got, but I just want to give a special one to uh, Antics. Hey, Antics, if y'all listening... Come on with them carpets, baby. Mm-hmm. I'm worth every penny. Yeah. Worth every penny. <laughs> and that's all I got. Oh, R.I.P. Pro Design, matter of fact. Oh, right on. Okay. Um, and uh yeah, you'll be here you'll be here at Roller Rage with um Midway. Nice. Um I will yes, I, I will see be. you out there. Midway and okay. uh we'll probably I don't know, depending on how games get slotted. Might be meeting up with Cal Squad again. Um, okay. Okay. Let's go. So yeah, it'll be, it'll be fun. Yeah. I mean, okay. So it, it, like I mentioned a few weeks ago, it was really, it was really fun to take track against you. You are a fucking true competitor. Um, I really enjoyed that. 
Um, and getting getting an opportunity to do that again on a bank surface is uh, rather exciting. <laughs> so shout out to uh, the Derby Dames for putting on this uh, tournament. Roller Rage and, happening yeah. uh, November uh, January nineteenth through the twenty first, I believe. Master. Yes, sir. That's it. Yeah. Nineteenth to twenty first. Yeah, we're uh, we're local, so we don't really gotta worry too much about the dates and traveling and shit. Just the, right. just the right ones in the right month but yeah so for being on the show today too you get a gift from our show sponsor siphon draw apothecary um so uh be expecting that and i'll get your address and shit off air too because we like we'll send you a card and stuff as well a little thank you and uh some show show stickers and stuff as well and speaking of show stickers um since you're gonna have one and anybody else who has either gotten one in the mail for being guests on the show or has purchased one, please participate in the monthly t-shirt contest. Let us give you free shit. It's your chance to win a custom out from under the bed t-shirt. That's with your name, number on the sleeves if you like, you know, but if you cut the sleeves off, let us know and we won't put we won't put the number on the sleeves. But yeah, so right. the the picture needs to have the sticker in there visibly and um, something cool, maybe your your home track or a cute animal, something like that, a dog, whatnot, any okay. sort of animal. We love animals, and every month we do that, gentle listener. So, yeah, so participate. Let us give you some free shit, and uh, we'll be um, doing another another um, trivia question here coming up for the month of January as well, and uh, we got some. Uh, let's see. Uh, let me give out the address for Siphon Draw Apothecary here locally because, like we mentioned, Roller Rage is going to be in town. Uh, and it's pretty nice here. So if you got some time, maybe you scheduled an extra day in your travels. 4650 North Mammoth Mine Road. You can find their physical location at uh, Patchy Junction, 85119 Siphon Draw Apothecary. And if you're going to be doing any online shopping, go ahead and hit that link tree located on our profile on Instagram and on Facebook. On Instagram, you can find the show at Out From Under The Bed. And on Facebook, it is Out From Under The Bed with the Boogeyman. Hit that link tree and do the shopping for your holiday season. Or if you just want to smell good and not hurt after a hard game of roller derby, do it. Do the shopping through that affiliate link. We are the first affiliate with Siphon Draw Apothecary. So shout out to them. <clears throat> and thank you so much, uh, Dolly De La Suertos, for, the, uh, for all that you do for the roller derby community, for keeping us real loose out there and keeping us in the game, especially on tournaments and shit, too. You get a little rub of that CBD action on you. You're ready to hit the uh, track for another 30-minute game, Daddy. <laughs> And shout out to our show artist, Cherry Jane. You can look at her artwork at on Instagram at art by Cherry Jane. One day I'm going to get that right without fumbling that one. Um, and please, uh, if you want to support the show, here's a few ways you could do that. Like I said, you can buy those stickers, which, you know, you can participate in those T-shirt contests. You can find those on the link tree as well. The Meowder Limit store. Uh, while supplies last, if you purchase a sticker pack, um, you will get a free gift from our sponsor, Siphon Draw Apothecary. 
And like I said, that is while supplies last and it needs to be the pack, not an individual stickers. Um, and yeah, what else we got master? I always seem like I'm forgetting something when it comes. Oh, right. Okay. So again, if you want to follow the show the other way or, um, support the show, the way that you could do it is absolutely free on Apple podcast. You can leave a five-star rating and a review on there. You know, tell us what you like about the show. What did you like about this interview? What did you like about past interviews? Let us know about the play-by-play episodes. There's tons of content, tons of shows that we've put out over the past year. The show's birthday is January 5th, so uh, stay tuned for those uh, birthday shows and the uh, Sober Series interviews that happen all through January because my 11 years off the firewater is January 27th. So uh, stay tuned for those Sober Series interviews. So yeah, please leave us a rating and review. That's the best way you can support the show for free. Skyrocket this small podcast. Well, I don't like to say small because it is internationally played after all. Um, You know, skyrocket us to the moon. We're a sports uh, podcast and we're competing with um, the likes of, you know, fucking Dan Patrick and celebrities and shit. So stop giving the celebrities your like, yes, you know. It is what it is, but you know, hook hook up this uh, hook up this show, hook us up. We're not celebrities yet, um, but we will be sometime. Um, but anyways, thank you again, Sweet Feet, for being on the show. And oh, man, if thank you guys for having me, if you're ever out here at the Meowder Limits or whatever, um, you're more than welcome to uh, come visit and uh, whatnot. So if you are, if you um, you know, cruising around in your car, everybody. I would like to remind you to always, always, always look twice and save a life. Motorcycles are everywhere. This is the Boogeyman, Master Sedator, and Sweet Feet returning back under the bed, but never back into the closet. Thank you all for listening, and hang on, Sweet Feet. We will get your address off uh, line. Thank you, everybody. Good night. All right.